Hello everyone and welcome back to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. This is just me at the top of the podcast before the delightful intro music, just to get you to share the podcast around with your friends, rate it and review it wherever you can, and please join the Facebook group Creative Psychopaths where you can join in each week um, and add a comment to the movie that we're doing. The only other thing that you need to remember now is that if your town are getting attacked, the people have giant fangs at eating your blood and seem impervious to damage, it's probably vampires. Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. You thought you were trapped in a waking dream, but no, no, no. You've woken up and it turns out it is a horrible podcast that you have to listen to. Anyway, this week we're going to be creating another lovely horror sandwich with Brian, who I'm going to say hello to because I'm trying to be polite to people. Hello. Hello, Mac. Hello. Hi. So you're going to be telling us about your horror history, as I have tried to get from other people which, as if you've listened to, is the first slice of bread in this horror sandwich. Um, don't I said it like that. Um, so the first question that I've got for you is, what is the first horror movie you can actually remember seeing? Uh, the first proper horror movie I remember seeing. I say proper because the first one that scared me was Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but the first proper horror movie I remember watching is probably Alien. Right, yeah. Um, trying to think how old I'd be, maybe 13 or 14. I got into horror movies quite late compared to most people. Yeah, me too, to be fair. I don't think I got into horror movies until I was uh, about 16, actually. Well, I saw Poltergeist in the 80s, and it scared me so much I never watched anything ever again. Um, so I think in 1996, I came back around to Scream. Um, I think this is when it came out. So, uh, ninety six, seven, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. But Alien is a good place to start because that's um, you know, I think people people tend to think of it as a sci fi movie, or at least a lot of people do. But it's one hundred percent a horror film. It it definitely yeah straddles the genres, doesn't it? Yeah. Like half one leg in one and one in the other. Yeah, it's wonderful though. It's got body horror in it. It's got you know. It's, it works most just from the tension alone, really, doesn't it? Just the way, the anticipation for things to happen. And that's one of my favourite things in the horror horror films. Yeah. Tension the is the word I was looking for. Um, I don't know why my brain wouldn't yeah. put, pull, pull that out. Um, so uh, would you say you became a horror fan of Alien or was it still a bit scary at that point? Uh, no, no, it didn't really scare me at all. Strangely, even though in my childhood, Ghostbusters 2 didn't put me off horror for a very long time. <laughs> it was that menacing painting. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um... <laughs> and I, I don't know what it was, but that I was like, oh, I'm not touching horror. And then uh, I think it was AVP I watched, but I wouldn't really call that a horror. And I was like, oh, I like this uh, this concept. And uh, so I ended up watching the Alien quadrilogy and uh, fell in love with Alien. And then from there, I moved into other horror from there oh, cool. really um so yeah so i mean sort of well i guess ghostbusters 2 did give you a bit of a, a bit of a thrill though didn't it? you did sort of you were searching that back out again <laughs> it's funny that last week the person yeah. i was speaking to um we talked about those family films having i think they a lot of them need that sort of scare factor in it it's what what memorable to you as a kid or at least you know that sort of yeah, I think it's healthy to have a bit of a scare when you're young as well. Yeah. Um, so, what is your favourite horror movie? My favourite horror movie is maybe Alien or The Exorcist. It's, but uh, no, The Shining. I think The Shining is definitely my favourite. <laughs> you went on a roller coaster there. <laughs> yeah, I think it really depends what, what mood I'm in, but uh, 
definitely one of those three. Yeah, it's a ridiculous question because if you asked me, I wouldn't know the answer to it either. Um, and like you say, it, de- it depends on the mood. Yeah, I knew the question was coming and I've been thinking about it since I said I'd do this and uh, there have been the three that's been rotated and I was hoping I'd just confidently say one. But no, it's... Uh... I'm happy for you to come up with a top three, especially when there's three good ones. Would you? Would you ultimately, if you if you really, you know, really had to go, you'd probably go for The Shining. Yeah, probably because Jack Nicholson. I just love him. He's great. Yeah, um, I remember the first time I saw that. I wasn't. I didn't really like it, um, but I think for me, it's a movie that's got better with repeat viewings. Um, and a lot of times I find that with movies, like if I watch them, you know, the first time I usually, I'm like, oh, did I yeah. like that? And then, um, you know, especially when you know what's coming in, it yeah, tends well, to make pace it a bit better. I, I watched The Shining not knowing anything about it, luckily. I can't yeah. think how old I was when I watched it. Um, but I just remember it leaving me with these weird thoughts, like, what the hell have I just seen? Like, I was so... I don't know. I was all over the place with my thoughts about it. I was just like, this, like, it's what kind of showed me what a horror film kind of should be. Because I don't yes, think there's anything yeah. truly scary in it. It's just the atmosphere. Oh, I don't How know. How the camera the lingers. The and, pretty scary. Oh, the, the, the old lady. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you... For me, it weren't really scary. It's unnerving, I think, is the best word. Yes, it is for sure. Something yeah. about you just on edge all the time. And it's that what I said about alien, it's the tension, waiting and not knowing. It's uh it's a good film. It's definitely a movie that knows how to build tension. Yeah. One day, one day, one day when I get confident, I'm gonna do the big ones. I'm gonna do Shining and Exorcist and stuff like that. Yeah. But for now, I'm quite happy flicking around these films that not necessarily no one's heard of, but they're not they're not people aren't <laughs> gonna shout at me for <laughs> sacrilege. Yeah. Um, so I get a, I get a feeling I know what your answer is going to be to this, but what is your favourite horror franchise? You think I'm going to say Alien, don't you? I do think you're going to say Alien, yeah. But I'm going to say Friday the 13th. Oh, excellent. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I thought the last few are a bit wishy-washy, I guess. Uh, yeah. They're a bit more surreal, but for, for me, the first five, I feel they progressively get more. And I really like five. It's probably my favourite of all of them, even though I know that is like sacrilege to most Friday the 13th fans. They're all like, how can you like that? Six is the best one. But uh, no, it's five for me. I know Jason's not the killer, and that's why I love it. It was just such a surprise when, it, when that reveal came around. Um, yeah, well, I when I had the discussion <laughs> with, with um, Paul the other week, um, you probably listened to that yeah, one. Yeah, I did. His favourite was Friday the 13th too. And we had a good discussion about 5-2. And I, I agree with you. And like I said to him, you know, really up until the fact that you find out it's not Jason, you're getting, you're getting a, a Jason. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's got a lot to like in that movie, including quite a bit of comedy as well. Um, and Friday the 13th for me was always good at making the campers, you know, giving them enough so you could care about them. He didn't want anybody to die, yeah. which is unfortunately a lot. A lot these days that you just sort of you, you can't just, wait for them. You just <laughs> want them to die. Um, so it does tend to, you know, um, yeah, not not give you that feeling. You know, when someone dies, like you just sort of like, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I actually agree with you. And, and Friday the 13th is my favourite franchise. I think um, Jason stands head head and shoulders above, you know, as far as the slasher killers are concerned, even though he's not in the first one. Yeah. Like, I'd like to say Halloween, but, like, for me, I only really like the original. I don't particularly like any of them after the first yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Halloween is... I like the then- new one. Uh, not Halloween Kills, not really. Even though I said I did. <laughs> no, you, you mean the, the yeah, one but the one uh, twenty nineteen. Yes, one. yeah, the one that was just called Halloween. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I, I have a controversial opinion about a Halloween film because uh, 
I actually liked the Rob Zombie sequel. Uh-huh. I didn't rate much to his first one, but Can I actually liked his second one. Oh. Yes. I just thought they took Loomis in an interesting direction. And I loved the like more art house style the film had. It was just really interesting to see. And uh, I like how they thought, you think you're getting a second film again with the hospital. And it was just a dream. And I thought that was pretty cool and an interesting direction. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm i not with you on that one. I, I wish I could be with you on that one. But that is, um, you know, as far as horror is concerned, you're allowed to like what you want, what you want to like. And, oh, yeah. Same with anything. It's um, it's a good fandom to be part of because there's very few gatekeepers. A lot of us are quite happy to say, quite happy to say, <laughs> enjoy what you enjoy, what you enjoy. We're, yeah. we're all right. Um, it's very little of that. Although I have seen it quite a bit just lately with um, remakes and stuff like that. Well, not remakes, but especially in the new Halloween where people are just unwilling yeah, to accept it. No, it was good. I promise you. No. It wasn't. <laughs> right. Lovely. Well, let's move on then. Let's get into the filling in this horror sandwich. Um, so we're going to be talking about 30 Days of Night, which everyone will know because it was the title of the episode. Um, <laughs> now, why did you choose this? Um, I really like the vampire designs and I like the concept. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's one, uh, it came out not long after I started driving, which made cinema a more frequent visit for me. So it's also one of the films I remember started my craze at going to the movies frequently. Oh, so uh, even though it's not a, I know it's not a particularly great film, but for me, it's got a lot in it. And there's something I really enjoy about that film. And I watch it and I think it's about an hour 55. But to me, it just feels about like an hour. It's very breezy. The pacing, I think, is is perfect. But I don't, particularly know if everyone would consider it a horror film. Um, I would say it was a horror film. We'll, um, we'll run down through a few facts in the plot, and um, then at the end I'll tell you what I thought. Yeah, I'm interested to know. So 30 Days of Night's a 2007 film uh, based on a three-issue horror comic miniseries, which I believe you've read. Yes. <laughs> um, so... Throughout this, obviously, if there's anything comic-related that you want to add in, please do that. Um, directed um, by... Oh, go on. Sorry, I was going to say, I'll away. go through the comic stuff, the differences at the end, if you want, after you've told the plot of the film. All right, excellent. Excellent. Uh, directed by David Slade and starring Josh Hartnett as Eben, uh, Melissa George as Stella, Mark Boone Jr. as Bo, Mark Rendell as Jake. There were a few other people in there. Uh, we've got Danny Houston as Marlow, who's the head vampire, and I don't think he's actually named in the film. So presumably, no, I don't think presumably they've got that. It comes yeah, from the comic, right. okay? Because I went, I was going through the cast list, and all the vampires seem to have names. Um, yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> I don't think they all do in the comic though no. either. I know it was like this is confusing. Um, anyway. So it was uh, on a budget of thirty million and box office seventy five point five million, which I guess is fine. At least it made oh. more than what it, what it was yeah. made for. So we let's start the film. Um, so we're introduced to the town of Barrow, Alaska, which is the northernmost town in the U.S. Uh, we're told that it's isolated in eighty miles of roadless wilderness. Cut off every winter for 30 days of night. Oh, there you go. That's where they get the film name from. Um, I don't know if that's a real thing either. I don't want to look it up because I feel it would spoil it. Don't worry. Don't worry, I did look it up. Um, Don't worry, yeah. Uh, They they only get about four hours of sunlight a day for 30 30 days. Wow. And it's more like twilight than it is... um, actual sun up but they do get they do get yeah. a version of sun but there is some yeah. some sun yeah but you know to be quite honest with you if we get into the inconsistencies in this movie we'll uh we'll be here all day um <laughs> yeah. so we see a hooded man who's rowed from a boat a, a ship really um and he's staring out at 
out of the ship. Um, it looks like the start of the thing. Yeah, in fact, uh, when I rewatched it, I likened this movie to right, the thing. Yeah. I was thinking it'd pair well with the thing because it's an isolated team trying to survive against what is essentially an unknown entity to them. Yeah. And in the cold conditions. So there are some overlap. I'm not saying it's an amazing parallel. But... <laughs> yeah, it's in the snow, yeah. Uh, yeah. We see we see the man, he walks to the edge of a cliff and we see the town of Barrow. Um, today is the last day of sun. Um, we're introduced to two sheriffs, Eben and Billy, investigating a buried pile of satellite phones. Uh, sorry, a burned pile of satellite phones. Bad writing. Um, the two men they go look at the last sunset of the month, um, which they have a little discussion about how they take taken their respective partners there. Um, apparently, yeah. it always works. Well, Peggy here on our first date. Yeah, we all did. Not Peggy, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. Last sunset in a month. Always works. Um, yeah. So uh, while they're driving back into town, they change the town's population number, which is something I really enjoyed when I first watched it. I like the idea that it goes from five, 500-some yeah. to 100-something. Uh, yeah, I think 150-something. Yeah. And he's like, why are you doing that? And he's just sort of like, yeah, it's a it's ritual. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're introduced to Stella, who is a fire marshal. We learn that Eben and her were together. She is, however, leaving on the last plane for 30 days. The last plane for 30 days. She's not leaving. It's not going to be on over 30 days. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, uh, again, um, apparently the planes go in there every day, even during their 30 days in real life. <laughs> but... It ruins yeah. it a bit. Right? Um, we get a few interactions. They wouldn't be stranded otherwise, would they? No. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, let's just, we'll have fun with it. Um, we get a few interactions of townsfolk leaving um, with those who are staying. Um, makes a lot of sense. I liked, I actually really liked this bit. It adds a bit of, um, you know, like character to the town. I really enjoyed that bit. Um, yeah. And you can you can imagine a lot of people leaving during that time. Uh, we then cut to a lot of barking dogs, sled dogs, I think they are. Uh, I assume so. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't explain it, but I would yeah. guess they're they're promptly killed. It's pretty awful. <laughs> nobody likes seeing pets die. Worst part of the uh, film. Nobody likes seeing pets no. die. No. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> we see Eben give a ticket to a man named Bo. Um, yeah, he doesn't have to give him the ticket. You sort of get the feeling that Eben's a bit of a stickler for rules. Um, yeah. He gives an excuse for it, but it's more his own thing. Uh, we see yeah. Stella driving out of town, and she's suddenly hit by an ice-cutting machine. I think it's an ice-cutting machine. Luckily, she's fine. Fortunately. She's fine. It, Eben, oh, Stella rings Eben to pick her up, he, but he sends Billy instead. Evan investigates all the dead dogs, which is nice. Gruesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it is pretty awful. Then he goes back to the police station and we meet Jake, Evan's brother, and his grandma. And it turns out Stella misses her flight, so she's going to be stuck at um, the town for 30 days. We see Eberton. No, not quite. <laughs> Eben is such an annoying name. Yeah. It is, isn't it? When I first ever watched the film, I thought they were saying yeah, Evan. Yeah, to be honest, I would have thought it was Evan unless, but I watch everything with subtitles these days, so, um, uh, so right. I knew it was Evan, but yeah, I stumbled over that because I nearly called him Everton. Uh, so anyway, Evan uh, goes to the Utilidor, Utilidor, which is a sort of power and sewerage station. Um, it's discovered that the town's only helicopter has been destroyed with parts of it being thrown into an industrial grinder. You might think someone might be sabotaging the town, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We see a man out, of in, out in the middle of nowhere. I think it's a cell tower, I think we learn later on. And he's attacked by vampires. Is um, 
It's a good one, actually, if I if I remember rightly, because they all circle him and it's quite a scary, it's quite it's quite a scary attack yeah. because they're circling him at speed and you don't really see what goes on. Um, but they do slice his throat and feed. In a local diner, a stranger makes trouble trying to order alcohol, then raw hamburger, which is mint yeah. to you and I. <laughs> no whiskey. No rum. Alcohol's illegal this month. Folks have hard enough time in the dark without booze making it worse. Don't forget about the liquor, Lucy. Just bring me a bowl of raw hamburger. Um, that drifter's played by Ben Foster as well. Oh, I didn't like um, him. I, I, it's one of the reasons I wanted to watch the film because I really like him as an actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's good yeah. in this. He is good in this for what what, yeah. what we get to He's, see of him. Uh, very good like character, like method acting. I guess I don't know. But... He is good in this. But Eben shows up and arrests the guy with Stella's help, and we get a bit of an awkward car ride because it's not really explained what their relationship no. is, but they were together. <laughs> it's and just now strange in some ways, isn't it? Um, again, on IMDb, they have the same surname, so presumably they're married. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, they are They are in the comic. But in the comic, there's no problem with their marriage. They're just a perfect couple, I guess. It's like, oh, I love you. And she's not as... Uh, she's um, a more stereotypical, like, womanly role in the comic. So it's something they've improved on in the film. Oh, right, yeah. It's weird that they made that change. We cut to some pipeline workers who were also attacked by vampires. Yeah. Um, two, there is three of them, two men and one girl. It's, uh, I believe the girl gets away because we see her later on. Yeah. Um, at the police station, the computers are phone are now down. <laughs> this town. Yeah. Um, and the sheriff seems to not really be that frustrated by everything. <laughs> no, you'd think he would be on it by now. Why is yeah. everyone dead? Why is the helicopter being blown up? Um, so the stranger who is who had been arrested speaks to say that they are coming, but we don't know who they are yet. It's vampires. It's vampires. Yeah. Border windows. Try to hide. They're coming. This time they're gonna take me with them. All of me. Yeah. For all that I have done. Uh, the power goes out all over town and the generators kick in. Eben heads out to the cell tower to discover that um, the first guy that they attacked, his head's no, on a no. pike. He's still got the, the cell phone problem to solve. <laughs> he doesn't like He's not happy about that at all. Yeah. 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 What a pain. Uh, plus paperwork. That must be paperwork, that... Uh, a couple of scenes in their home. A guy looks a bit depressed. Yeah, um, yeah which is not I thought was an odd sort of inclusion, yeah. but he looks really depressed. <laughs> Suddenly, um, a man slash vampire, because we know it's a vampire, smashes through the kitchen window, dragging the woman outside and under the house. The man is scratched and the woman is dragged to her death. I've written good for some reason. I don't know. Oh, I know why good, because it was a good scene. <laughs> What terrible <laughs> note. I've already took distaste to this point. <laughs> yeah. So back at the police station, the stranger lures Jake to his cell and then starts to strangle him. Eben returns and shoots the man. Uh, he is questioned about uh, Gus, who is the man with his head on a stick. And um, the stranger says, I don't talk to dead men, but probably not in that accent. <laughs> oh, Stella and Eben go out to search for the strangers. Um, and they are attacked by vampires. Yeah, vampires. Yeah. Over the, <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that all the way through. Uh, over the radio, they hear on an attack at the sheriff's station. They return to see pools of blood, and the stranger is still start, tied up saying how they didn't take him, and he has to be finished off. Ever looks Evan. We're just going to call him Evan from now on, yeah, okay? Yeah, it's easier. Evan looks very tempted. Um the vampires come out in force, speaking a different language. Yeah. 
I understand was actually a language made up for this film. I thought so. <laughs> it's not in the comic either. They actually speak English. Yeah, it's. And, um, uh, it's... I liked the idea of the language. And then I was thinking, yeah, it's cool. They've got a language, but every vampire they're going to turn when they turn, they're going to have to teach them this new language, aren't they? It'd be weird if they just turn to vampire and get a new language. I don't know. Maybe it is inherent vampire language. Maybe you get it. No, well, they don't know, do you? Because we do see people turn later yeah. on. So, uh, 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 yeah, but like I say, it was developed for the film, which right. is good. The lead vampire says that his pack, uh, that they shouldn't turn anyone. He tells his pack that they're not to turn anyone. Um, Stella and Eben head to the diner where some of the town are. A brutal murder takes place in another couple's home um, and the lead vamp kills the husband while the wife is made to watch. And then the, um, the lead vampire puts his fingernail on a record player. Oh, God. And I, was re- <laughs> I really thought the music was going to play out of his mouth. I was really expecting his music to play out of his mouth. I, I, I was glad it didn't. He just sort of screams. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they'd done that. <laughs> That would have been brilliant. I don't know. Um, I think it would have changed the film from that point on. (laughs) So then we get a bit of a killing montage. Um, This is one of the better parts of the film. We get an overhead pan of the town. I was going to say, like a a proper old Grand Theft Auto style. Yeah, and we just see the vampires ripping through the town. Um, It's good. Very good. The only thing I did think about um, is... If their intention was to just rip through the whole town in one night, then whoa, I don't really know what the why the big plan. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an odd one. Because <laughs> originally, but, uh, going into this, I thought, oh well, the vampires can stay here for thirty days and they can sort of feed yeah. for thirty days, but they just rip through the. But they're almost just going everybody. at it as fast as they possibly can. <laughs> yeah, they can. Um, anyway. Uh, on arrival at the di- diner, Eben finds that Jake's still alive, um, but the grandma was definitely killed. Uh, a plan yeah. is made to hide in a loft of someone's house. Didn't write that down. Uh, Eben and Stella tried to cause a distraction, but their trucker gets flipped and attacked by vampires. Um... <laughs> yeah, and then that's when uh, Mark Boone Jr. Yeah. comes in with his, uh, is that a plow? Yeah, that's what I've got. Bo suddenly arrives and rams through the yeah. vamps with his snow plow. Mr. Plow. Um, I should have written a Mr. Plow jingle for that, but I didn't. Um, we go to the house loft where the other people are hiding already, um, and they have a discussion about the fact that they're vampires. We are we in which we knew. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they decide to sleep in shifts and ration food. Um, the stranger still chained up in the police station, who we know by now sabotaged the town, is found by the head vampire. Um, we're led to believe that they will turn him. They kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the loft, um, there's an Alzheimer's patient. I-, I don't know if he's Alzheimer's or just old or whatever. I've written Alzheimer's because that's how it seems. Um, and there's a little bit of paranoia there yeah um, expectedly but it all sort of it does fizzle down they agree during the next blizzard to go to the store for supplies and then to the utilidor uh we're then told they're on day seven they send the girl out for bait don't they thank you that's what i've written um <laughs> we we hear that the, the vampires have basically sent out a girl for bait like you say she's going around shouting yeah. um Evan, they're like stalking her like wolves out there on the rooftop. Yeah, they are. Yeah, waiting to attack basically. Yeah. Um, I believe Evan does try to rescue uh, the girl. Has a meeting with the vampires, but it's uh, she says, to, "Please, God, don't kill me." And the vampire says, "No, God." Yeah. Um, or maybe actually, this is where they get the circle of scratches death. 
they, they definitely kill her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do kill her, but it's got this sort of. Yeah, they do it. Yeah. They do They're it like a, a pack. They have it in a it's circle. A, yeah, it's like you say, it's yeah. like a pack. Yeah. Um, Eben finds the um, the husband of the wife who was dragged under the house. He has been turned into a vampire. Uh, Eben fights him, eventually chopping off his head with an axe. Yeah. It's useful <laughs> that he knows to do that. Yeah. Although they did decide before that they are vampires, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Eben just makes it back to the loft. Um, the guy who's confused, the old man who's confused, uh, tries to escape. They stop him, but then he has to go to the bathroom and he actually does escape. Um, the son then knocks out Stella and chases the, his dad out of the house. Um, and they, do they both get killed? I haven't written that down. They do I know. can't remember. Oh, yeah, the guy, yeah, so sorry. Yeah, the guy, the guy is shown, um, Searching and, and, and it is killed. Uh, yeah, because I've written that the, bald, that the bald vampire is actually in the house with the loft, but gets called away by the pack. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was before that. Um, in the attic, they hear a noise on the roof, um, but to nothing. Um, and then a blizzard comes, so they all move to the general store under the cover of the snow. Uh, Evan, sorry, Evan, or whatever his name is, Tells everyone to get supplies. Um, there is a child vampire feeding in the store. They manage to pin her to the wall, and Jake yeah. steams in with the axe. Uh, it's day 18 now. Uh, yeah, time flies. Yeah, it does. They decide to move again to the police station. Another distraction is developed. Um, it turns out that Grandma was growing marijuana, so she has UV... Oh, yeah. UV lights. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eben runs through the street shouting, trying to lure the vampires to grandma's. Uh, he starts the generator. And while the others move, um, one of them is taken out by a non lured away vampire. The main man's girlfriend charges grandma's house, but Eben is ready with the UV light. Oh, yeah. He's got the light on. That's right. It does the trick, but yeah. the vamps cut the power. But she is essentially burned to a crisp. Yeah. Um, and Eben does escape. The girlfriend of the main vamp is in pain and the main vamp takes her life. Uh, Bo then storms the town with the ice cutting machine and tears a fucking hole through the vamps. <laughs> then he fucking ripped through them. <laughs> Chopping them up the machine, shooting them. There's bear traps. He does a real great job. He just kills the shit out of a lot of them. It's Probably the best scene. Um, he drives the cutter thing through a house where he realizes he's out of ammo. Uh, so he sort of blows himself up with, I don't know if they are dynamite or just. Um, I think it's supposed to be just like petrol canisters or something, but yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Um, before that, he said, You ain't going to eat me, but then he gets blown out of the house. Um, <laughs> But they don't eat him. The main vamp crushes his yeah. head. Absolutely crushes his head. Um, wow. So back in the um, police station, it turns out that one of the members, Carter, has been scratched, uh, was scratched by the girl vampire. And he's saying that he feels really hungry and he was obviously going to be turning. Yeah. He has a good speech here about um, how his family had died. And you know he he was hoping one day be able to join them or whatever in the afterlife. Yeah. He didn't want. He doesn't want to live forever. I can't live forever. He says. Um, so him and Eben go into the back room and uh, he gets his head chopped off. <laughs> yep. Another head chopping. Um, they see a torch. They see a torch. They see a torch sending a signal across from the station. It's Billy, who was the other policeman. If we don't know yeah um it turns out um to try and save his family for the pain of being murdered by vampires he killed his own family and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself he is a broken man um <laughs> and he looks like a broken man but they rescue him anyway when they get back to the station everyone is gone uh they assume everyone headed for utilitor so they set off while creeping under a house, they see a bloody face, but a live girl, Gail, she's called. 
a vampire spots Stella a rescue Gale. So Eben causes another distraction. Uh, and Billy runs away. Um, I think they're chased by the bald vampire from before. Uh, Eben makes it to the Utilidor. The others are there except Stella, the kid, and Billy. The vamp- We do cut back to the lead vampire and makes a speech about how no one can be left alive because they've spent centuries yeah. trying to make themselves a myth, a nightmare. Yeah. Um, which kind of goes away from what I was saying earlier. They do need to kill everybody in the town, so I guess that's why they were doing it. Yeah, like but they don't this. have to do it as quick, do they? No, I suppose not. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the slower they do it, the more chance people have got of getting away. Maybe, um, yeah. But um, Billy does make it to the Tillador, but it turns out he's been followed by um, the bald vampire. It attacks and bites Billy. After a fight, Eben tosses uh, the vamp into the industrial grinder. Billy starts to change into a vampire, but Eben chops his head off. Another head chopping. (laughs) Uh, Stella uses a walkie-talkie to radio in. Uh, She's hiding under a car with a little girl. They're obviously very cold. There's no way to escape. I mean, they're not that cold because you can't see their breath, but, you know... Yeah, you can't. Well, fun fact: I think it's filmed in New Zealand I in think, daylight. Yeah, I, <laughs> you don't. You, you rarely see anyone's breath, which is odd for an intensely cold town. Yeah, I think there's a little bit at the beginning where you do somewhere. Yeah, you do. I think they're filming in the snow oh. or some, or in the cold or something at the beginning. Um, so it turns out we're a day away from the sun. Uh, the vamps have broken the, um, I think it is actually called the, um, the uh, there is a pipeline there that carries oil, but apparently it's nowhere, yeah, an oil line, isn't it? nowhere near the actual town, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, they set fire to the town and no snow melts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at this point, Stella's even more stuck. They can either stay and burn or leave and die. Uh, Eben chooses to take some of Billy's blood and change himself. At this point, he, there's a bit of a gaff um, because he says that the John and Reese had been bitten and they didn't change as quickly, but actually they were scratched. Yeah. <laughs> was a bit weird. When John Reese and Carter changed, they were only bitten. They stayed who they were for a little while. We can't fight them the way that we are. But I guess yeah. they just missed it. They just missed it, whatever, all that was in the script. I don't know. Anyway, he injects himself with Billy's blood and the chain, blood, blood, and change takes effect. I can smell your blood, he says. Uh, he has does have some control over himself and heads off for a fight. The vamp sends him coming. Eben uh, and the head vamp fight it out. Um, in in the pack of vampires, we see the bald-headed vampire who was previously killed in uh, the industrial grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Never noticed that either. He's there. For some reason, he's there. Um, he's undead. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, he pulled himself together. Oh, yes. Yeah, you have to chop my head off. Not grind it off. Anyway, um, obviously the vamps are not happy. Uh, they have a, de- a pretty decent fight, but Eben punches it, the lead vampire through the head. I'm not quite sure how, but that's yeah. what he does. Punches him <laughs> right through the head, and the other vampires leave. It's not clear if they're leaving because the sun's on the way or because the, the alpha or whatever has been killed. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> but yay, everyone is saved. And Stella and Eben watch the sunrise, but Eben is burnt up because he's a vampire. Yeah. And that <laughs> is 30 Days of Night. <sighs> so if you want to tell us some of the comic differences. Um, yeah, there's there's not many yet. I think some of them are important. Like the vampires speak English in the comics. 
uh, they don't have their own language, which is something I don't know if I like or not in the film. Yeah, it... I question it. Like I said, because I like the idea of it, but then they must have to teach new vampires it because it would just seem weird if they inherently got that. The question is that in this, they don't. The vampires don't have a lot of personality. Do they have much personality in the book? Not quite, but there's a little more agency to them um, because uh, in the book you learn because there's like a weird ominous agency, like sort of people out in Georgia, I think. Right. Like tracking some emails about going to Alaska because this town has 30 days of night. Oh, right. But the person that sent the email is Marlowe to an unknown person right. and, re- and receives emails from this unknown person. And so Marlowe's there with his little vampire gang doing like what they're doing in the film. Mm-hmm. And then you learn that there's another vampire in charge and he comes to town and I think he's called Vincent. Then he says, why have you done this? Basically calling him an idiot and everything. We've tried for centuries to keep ourselves hidden and you're out here <laughs> like absolutely obliterating this town. And he decides that they can't leave anyone turned. Everyone has to die and then decides they're going to use the oil line to burn the town down to rid any evidence and just leave it as a weird mystery for people to solve. And he then kills Marlow, and Evan has to fight Vincent (laughs) at the the end. And like I said earlier, him and uh, Stella are married, but everything seems fine, and she's less of a personality in the comic. And there's not much focus on other townspeople it's a very breezy read. I think it's about 80 pages. Oh, right. And it can be read in about, I don't know, 40, 50 minutes, depending on how fast you go. Oh, right, okay. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think there's another difference. I'll just check. No, that's that's pretty much it, apart from, oh. The little vampire people out of the evidence, that's important because they send a guy in. In a helicopter. Yeah to take photographic evidence, I'm assuming, to prove existence of vampires. Because uh, I mean, assume there's some vampire hunting team, but it's not really focused on. And the, the Vincent guy sees a, sees a helicopter coming in and he's like, oh, I see you. And he basically jumps up, tears the helicopter out of the sky and it crashes into the pipeline. And he's like, well, now we have a reason for the city burning. All right. And that's pretty much the only differences. Um, I personally think... The film is a lot better than the comic, yeah, I, and it's it's one of few times where I think the adaptation is actually better. And interestingly enough, the guy who writes the screenplay, Steve Niles, yeah, as I say, I did read somewhere that actually this started its life as a screenplay, and then ah, right. it wouldn't picked up. So they because they thought it was such a good right. idea, they made it into a yeah. comic, and then so I don't know if what we got with the original screenplay or what, you know, so. Yeah. I'd like to know that actually. Yeah. I, I, I did, I did read that, that it started its life as, um, um, I don't, maybe it wasn't a screenplay, but definitely it was a film concept before it was, a yeah. Before it was a, uh, like a failed a pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Well then let us get into some thoughts. Right, I'll. Do you want, well, you obviously like this, so yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I, I better give you my thoughts about it. Um. So, the first time I watched it, I actually found it a real drag. Really? Uh, yeah, I didn't. Oh. I, I didn't enjoy it too much, um, because. I don't, I don't know what it was about it. I actually found it a little bit of a drag, but I always watch these films two times because I know that yeah. on the second time when I know what's going to happen and the pacing the, uh, always picks up the pacing for me. Um, I did enjoy it more. But that it feels like it's missing something. And a lot of moments of isolation in this, in this film, uh, not isolation, but um, where everyone's trapped in a sort of small area um, and they don't play with that enough, I thought. The, there was a lot of what I felt yeah. could have been tension building there. But ultimately, the vampires are good. The kills are good. Like I say, on the second viewing, it it 
it moves at a better pace. And I think I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna have to say I enjoy. It. I, I did enjoy it on a, on a second. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing is that stands out for me and I found to be really unrealistic. And I know it's about vampires anyway, but there yeah. is absolutely no way one man could could absolutely isolate a town like that. Like, how did he <laughs> how did he find every satellite phone? Yeah. <laughs> He'd have had to have gone around picking everyone's pockets. <laughs> like and insane. There must be a satellite phone at least locked up in the police station. It's Absolutely, there is no way that one man could absolutely wreck a whole town. Uh, but you know, um, vampires don't exist either, so I guess no. Um, but people do. <laughs> people do exist. You're right. Oh, you've uncovered something. Maybe. So, before we um, give it my terrible rating system, um, <laughs> we'll just look to see if anyone said anything on my Facebook group. Yes, I got two answers. Um, but one from Andy, who was a guest on this. Um, he says it's a great film, very underrated in my opinion. So, there you go. He's with you. Yeah, that's how I feel about it underrated because there's not many people I've spoken to that's actually seen it and I've always been surprised because like it seemed like it was advertised on television all the time I think I wanted to see it originally because I knew it was based on a comic but yeah I never got around to it and (laughs) Brie who's also been on this um she said the lack of music montage of vampires making snowmen is a real letdown That would be in the version where he plays music out his mouth on the on, I really, on the vinyl. I really thought that was going to happen. Um, so, right, terrible rating system. So, is it a creative psychopath or is it shit? <laughs> I, I think it's obvious where I stand. It's a creative psychopath. It's certainly not shit, and I think it's far from it. <laughs> And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a creative psychopath as well. Some someone's gonna have to bring me a shit one eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just really like the film. Uh, it's got a lot to offer. My biggest criticism is the one that you pointed out about one man bringing down the whole town. <laughs> but uh, my other is, uh, it's um, the fact that you don't get an idea of how small and isolated the town really is. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, there was a, there was a lot they could have done with it, and I think it might have, despite the fact that I thought it was a drag the first time, it actually might have suited being a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> but I mean, in terms of like, to me, like more tension is better horror, and you yeah. you need to do that over a over an extended period. So yeah, you know. I think if they'd slowed it down slightly and built the tension, it might have been, it might have been better. But um, uh, we're giving it a creative psychopath anyway, because like I said, <laughs> I've given the, this system where you can literally only have two choices. So. Yeah. Um, I think I've stolen that from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still the lack of nuance on the internet? <laughs> um, right. So. That is the filling in the horror sandwich. So now all we need to do is butter up this last piece of bread, add some sauce, cheese, whatever you want. Um, bloody sandwich. Um, <laughs> so what is a scary moment from a non-horror movie that you remember? Is it Ghostbusters 2? Yeah, it probably is, but is that also a horror movie? Because it's no. got ghosts, so I don't know. No, it's I don't think no? it's as com- Then, uh, then it's it, Ghostbusters 2, then. It counts as a comedy, I think. Yeah, that's where I would rank it, really. But for that moment, for me, it's... Uh, really? Yeah, it traumatised a little brain. Wow. <laughs> Couldn't look at paintings anymore. Those eyes followed me everywhere. What was he called? Vigo the Destroyer or Vigo something uh, like that? It's something, isn't it? Something uh, like I can't remember. It was a real bloke, wasn't it? The, the painting was based on something. Oh, I don't know. Or am I mixing wires somewhere? <laughs> Have I gone mad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, well, all right, fair enough. So it's Ghostbusters 2. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. 
Um, <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> no, it isn't. I I want to know what people's it, that is based around what's what scared you as a child. Um, and if you could make a non-horror movie a horror movie, what would you choose? Oh, it would have to be something like Hitch and like the fear of commitment. Right. But, yeah. But killing people. <laughs> yeah. Like he's scared to marry, so he just butchers them in like a weird serial killer thing. Oh, I like it. Kind of like American Psycho. Oh, I like it. I like what you're doing there. Sort of a tender killer. Yeah. Mm. We've got it. We've done it. <laughs> Call it Switch. Blade. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Well yeah. done. We've pitched that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Get Hollywood on the phone. Um, right. Well, that brings us to the end then. Excellent. Well, thank you, Brian, for coming on to the show. And thank you. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. Do you have anything to plug, by the way? I don't. I had a podcast, but uh, there's no point sharing it because I think it's been taken off. Well, I'm hoping to bring it back at some point. Nothing to plug. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I would like to invite everybody to join the Creative Psychopaths Facebook group because that's where I'm going to be posting what film uh, we're looking at next. And you can do comment there about what it is you enjoyed about that movie if you've seen it. And also to email the podcast at creativepsychopathspod at gmail.com, especially if you'd like to come on the show. I am looking for guests. Um, and the last thing to say is, boy. <laughs> <laughs>